Hello, my name is Brian Delaney, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Road Safety at Rush Hour. This podcast is presented by the Roadway Safety Foundation, a national nonprofit organization dedicated to reducing the frequency and severity of motor vehicle crashes, injuries, and fatalities through improvements to roadway systems and their environment. On this episode, we will be discussing augmented and virtual reality technology in transportation and infrastructure, and we'll be focused on visualization and the ability to build and experience infrastructure and roadway systems in the virtual world before building in the physical world. And to gain great new insights on this topic, I am so excited to have Theo Agilopoulos, Senior Director of Infrastructure Business Strategy at Autodesk, a multinational corporation specializing in 3D design, engineering, and construction software. Theo, thank you so much for your time and for joining me today. No, it's a pleasure to be here. So Theo, you serve, just a little background to our audience about about yourself. Uh, You serve as the Senior Director for Autodesk's infrastructure business. And over the past six years, you've you've led Autodesk's infrastructure business growth. And you also have extensive experience enabling digital transformation (laughs) through technology. And I wanted to first share how excited I am to talk about virtual and augmented reality with Autodesk and, uh, and, and sort of gain your insights on, on this technology when we talk about roadway safety and transportation safety. And Autodesk's great work in using virtual reality, augmented reality, and construction software has played a role in some of the nation's most iconic building projects and technological advancements including the creation of the One World Trade Center to Tesla's electric cars. And so today we're obviously going to focus on infrastructure and roadway design and how AR and VR technology can contribute towards these topics and issues that we'll discuss. So Theo, I wanted to ask first, can you share a little bit about Autodesk and your work at Autodesk? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think you know, Autodesk you know, is a company that has been around for almost 40 years. Um, and many of, I think, you know, your listeners probably remember us as, you know, kind of the inventors of AutoCAD. So we've been on this journey, I would say, over the last 40 years of really transforming the digital delivery market. And we, historically, we started as a, really as a design company, but we've really evolved into a 3D company and a 3D design and build company. So the technology we build is really there to enable the, um, you know, efficient, uh, high quality, uh, delivery of different types of critical infrastructure. And, you know, and I always like to say that even buildings are just, you know, um, a piece of infrastructure, just vertical infrastructure. So our, our goal along the way has really been about how do we help the industry transform, um, you know, build, you know, more, you know, better with less, you know, enable higher quality, reduce risk, um, you know, uh, you know, and reduce cost. So I think that's the journey we've been on, right? And, and I think as we've transformed as a company and evolving from, you know, a CAD company, you know, to a to a BIM company, from a desktop company to a cloud company, you know, we've gone through our own transformations, which ultimately has benefited, I think, the industry um, and many of our customers. So, you know, my role, you know, I lead obviously the the digital strategy for infrastructure um, at Autodesk. Uh, I've been doing that for the last six years, but I've been in the software industry for. <laughs> For probably way too many years, over twenty years. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, I, you know, I've seen, you know, myself. I've seen many different transformations. Um, you know, from you know, analog digital camera, from analog cameras for doing mapping to digital cameras, to satellite imagery, from traditional survey 
you know, to uh, reality capture and obviously from CAD or 2D design to 3D design to BIM. And now we're on this kind of, you know, even in the design space, we're seeing things like generative design, you know, um, you know, outcome-based design. So there's, there's, you know, there's always this ongoing transformation, you know, happening. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the key thing and the reason, you know, all these emerging technologies uh, are interesting and AR, VR, you know, being one of them is because they're really at the end of the day, helping us optimize the way we plan, design, build and operate critical assets. Um, and, you know, and I think again, AR, VR is, is one, one of those emerging technologies. It's, it's an exciting technology because it's allowing us to do more. And, and part of my role is really to look at these emerging technologies and to really help deliver offerings to market that, that leverage these emerging technologies to help our customers, um, you know, really deliver, you know, a better product. Absolutely. And, and you, you segued right into uh, sort of what my next question was about. And you, you talk a little bit about how you can utilize these technologies or your work in particular to deliver them to market and uh, to organizations, departments of transportation, et cetera, architects and builders within their infrastructure projects. Can you share a little bit? How is Autodesk technology supporting particularly infrastructure design on the roads engineering and construction operations and maintenance sure so i think um firstly you know we um many of our customers are using a lot of our 3d modeling tools to um, create you know digital representations of the physical world and, and the reason they're doing that is in order to make better project decisions better planning decisions um, we've been investing heavily in our partnership with Esri. Esri is really the leader in geospatial technologies. So we want to be able to allow, you know, DOTs and, and other types of, you know, local government, you know, state owners to be able to obviously quickly digitize the built world, use that information to optimize the way they plan and ultimately optimize the way they design and build. So our technologies are obviously being used on the planning side for project planning, they're being used by DOTs and a lot of their consultants that do road and highway design and bridges and tunnels to design those critical assets. Um, and then we're also, uh, many of those same customers, whether they're self-performing contractors or, or private contractors, are then using our technologies to build those critical assets. Um, and then we're, you know, we're also, we have partnerships uh, with companies that are then using those as-built assets to enable operations and maintenance. You know, you mentioned a couple of things that, that I wanted to inform our listeners a little bit about. First being, you know, talked about BIM, building information models and VR technology, basically allowing to merge into a more interactive, immersive, detailed virtual representation of these construction projects like you had mentioned. And, you know, I, I think what excites me about this technology is we're literally sort of eliminating that question of, oh, what is this going to look like when it's built? Or, oh, this isn't what I was expecting. These virtual scapes that we can create utilizing this technology allows us to actually immerse ourselves in it before it's built. And a lot of benefits to that to departments of transportation as they're deciding what the roads are going to look like, potentially what safety concerns could exist. We'll talk a little bit about that. Can you share how is AR and VR technology first improving or changing infrastructure design, engineering, construction, operations, and maintenance? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So, you know, I, I would start by saying, you know, and certainly Autodesk has been a company at the, at the front 
of leading visualization. So we've been doing visual, you know, traditional visualization for many, many years. You know, the, the big difference was uh, with traditional visualization and, and using, you know, products from Autodesk like 3ds Max is it was always kind of a static view, you know, um, and it was kind of done in parallel to some of the design work. So if you wanted to create context and and especially for stakeholders, you know, you could use, we've always been able to do some level of visualization. I think the big shift we've made as an industry now is that because we've moved to more of a 3D model-based process, things like visualization become really a derivative of that process. So it's much easier now to get a visual re visual representation um, you know, through the actual design and delivery process versus having to create something and then start all over and begin your design work, right? Sure. So, so, you know, one of the fundamental things you need in order to do AR, VR essentially is models, right? You need, you need to create context, you need to have 3D models that represents intent, and then you can basically create this, you know, you know, this virtual experience that allows you to do things that you couldn't do in the past, right? So, so if you think about it through the different phases um, of a project's life cycle early on, you know, in the planning phase, one of the biggest, you know, issues we've had is permitting. How do you get, you know, or stakeholder buy-in? How do you get constituents to support a project, especially very large infrastructure projects, right? So right. historically, those those constituents were looking at 2D drawings. Um, and if you weren't an engineer or a, or a drafter, it was, it was really difficult for, uh, you know, a, a layman to look at that and understand context. So... So one of the biggest advantages early on in the project um, lifecycle was to create these virtual environments. And, and there's some really great examples. Um, and I'll use an iconic example um, in Paris where, you know, the city of Paris wanted to, it is renovating uh, the Eiffel Tower project, which you know, many of your listeners may hopefully have had the opportunity to go visit. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, what, what the city of Paris is doing, they're looking at renovating the surrounding area. So what they wanted to do was create all these AR VR kiosks around the Eiffel tower and run a design competition that would allow different uh, companies to submit their proposals and then let stakeholders or, you know, or vote, voters basically vote on these different projects. Right. So what they did was they were able to build a, a 3D city model. Um, they were able to then create an AR VR experience in a kiosk, and they, then they were able to basically represent the different project proposals. So that's, like, in my opinion, a very, pro, you know, progressive way of getting stakeholder buy-in even before the designs have been really done or even or certainly not built. Right. Um, then, you know, then in the design phase, I think if you think about as engineering companies go through the design phase, that project is evolving it's moving from you know 20 percent design to 30 percent design um and during that process you know what you're really trying to do is identify areas of risk early so by being able to represent those projects in different levels or phases of development in a in a in the context of the real world and to identify those challenges early ultimately reduces the change orders and errors further downstream during construction okay um, and then as you move into construction, obviously, you know, being able to train contractors how to, you know, build something, you know, think about the, the ability to visualize, you know, the constructability of something or being able to train people on safety protocol or emergency preparedness, you know, having that 3D model and inside of an AR, VR experience, you know, brings real benefits, reduces risk for the contractor, 
ensure that they can upskill their workforce. You know, so there's lots of benefits, obviously. Yeah, and that's a great point, and that that that's a really perfect segue because the Roadway Safety Foundation we're 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 predominantly concerned with the safety uh, of our road users and looking at the built environment and how. The roadway has, you know, how a road is designed can influence the safety of those road users. And so you brought up a really great point with the fact that this technology can allow us to identify potential risks or uh, safety concerns before, you know, the work of the construction workers and those that are building this infrastructure even step foot on the site. And so can you talk a little bit more about that? I'm, I'm pretty interested in how this AR and VR technology can improve safety for crews and construction teams. Yeah, happy to. So, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, we made a decision a year ago to invest, um, you know, in certain partnerships. One of the major ones we did was with Unity, which, you know, is obviously a gaming engine provider. Uh, and the reason we, we made that um, or we kind of entered that partnership is because we wanted to remove the friction of taking, you know, data and information through the design phase into the construction phase and ultimately to the field. So if you think about, you know, a, a design intent and you're creating all these models that represent a new roadway, a new tunnel, you know, you know, whatever, contractors spend a lot of time and a lot of effort planning out how they're going to build something, okay? And that's driven around, obviously, optimizing, you know, their cost and their risk, but safety represents a huge, you know, part of the investment they make because they're trying to minimize road deaths. And, and so part of that investment we made was, how do we allow contractors to take our data into a gaming environment and use that gaming environment to actually solve the exact problem that you're describing? So how do you actually enter this virtual reality? You know, you put a headset on, you can literally walk the site, you can train um, you know, individuals of how they should be setting up a site. You can create some consistency and some repeatability to minimize errors because if you're making an error, you know, during construction, it could also mean someone dies, right? Um, and I think the other element too, so aside from the training then is what happens if there's an accident? You know, there's always an emergency preparedness and protocol that happens and how do you train, you know, all your construction workers to behave a certain way in different scenarios? So I've seen some contractors, for example, you know, um, you know simulate you know, a tanker crashing during, you know, uh, a road construction project and what should all... The, you know, what should all the, all the um, workers do to exit the site? So I think there's, that's just a couple of examples. I think there's many, many more. But, but you know, I think once you make that transition to the field, you know, the, the risk, um, you, know, you know, goes up exponentially. How can AR, or how do you think AR and VR, when it comes to planning the actual design of the road, contribute or work together with this idea of predictive modeling for roadway systems. Are there ways these two concepts can be combined to improve safety and ultimately, like you and I mentioned, reduce fatalities down the line? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so, right? So I, I think the first thing to note is, you know, all the DOTs, you know, track high crash locations, right? And they track these high crash locations and then they obviously submit that up you know, uh, to the fed, federal government for additional funding. And then we target, you know, these high crash locations and we re-engineer, you know, a lot of these intersections, for example, where there's high crash locations. So that, I think that's been an ongoing thing that's been going on for a long time, right? Now, that being said, I think when you think about how do you design a better intersection or how do you design, 
you know, um, you know, how to use analytics and simulation to simulate, um, you know, the better movement of traffic through a roadway, or, you know, in, in, we use the same technology of how do you, right now around, how do you ensure people movement post COVID through an airport? So it's a lot of the same, it's a lot, it's a lot of the same tech, right? So I would say, um, you know, the reality, you know, is that, you know, because we have high press locations and we need to re-engineer these, we can absolutely use AR, VR uh, to be able to make, you know, better decisions in uh, for those particular existing intersections. You know, that being said, I also believe that as we look forward and as we build and design new roads, we can and we should be using, and we are using in many cases, um, you know, simulation technologies to predict, um, you know, car movement and people movement through these particular uh, environments. So, you know, the reality is, I think as we move more towards machine learning uh, and AI, you know, coupled with visualization technologies, I think um, we're definitely going to, um, I, I expect we'll see, you know, a lower you know, number of incidents of, um, of crashes. Hopefully, you know, it means we'll build safer roads. And, and at the end of the day, I, I think the most important thing is how do we efficiently deliver a transportation system that may, moves, you know, people, you know, cars and goods um, in a safe and effective way. Talking about DOTs, and, and I would assume that there is great benefit to AR and VR for DOTs. We talked a lot about that, and, and that was one of the reasons why you know I was interested in having Autodesk and yourself on the podcast and allowing them to see the road design before it actually has been implemented and built and also identifying these potential safety risks. But let's talk about the Department of Transportation. If a DOT wants to use AR and VR, where do they start? Can you talk about what this digital journey looks like or what could DOTs even look like in the future when we look down the line with this futuristic technology? What could DOTs look like when this technology has become the norm and widespread? Yeah, so so I think the good news is, you know, the cost of hardware um, you know, has dramatically come down that has, that has made this technology more, more pervasive. Um, you know, I believe as we continue to see an acceleration in moving from, you know, more 2D design to 3D model-based design using building information modeling, you know, that's kind of the, the foundation for allowing the DOTs to be able to move and, and benefit from things like AR, VR. Um, what's, you know, even, you know, even greater, what even better is the fact that there's lots of great information out there today that is available to, you know, help people make that transition to adopt, you know, um, ARVR technology. Actually, in fact, yesterday I downloaded something from engineering.com that was produced by one of our partners called USCAD. And it's, it's basically called how AR and VR will help your construction firm during COVID-19 and after, right? So there's lots of great resources already available. I think the hardware is highly available. I think the DOTs are already producing a lot of 3D data. The DOTs maintain a very accurate um, representation of a lot of their linear infrastructure. They do, they're spending a lot of time using reality capture and other types of, you know, aerial systems, you know, um, land-based acquisition systems to continue to build a richer environment, you know. So, so foundationally, a lot of it's already there. And we are definitely seeing more and more of the DOTs adopting, you know, ARVR beyond just stakeholder engagement. They're actually using it during the design and planning phase. So they're, they're you know, 
experiencing a new road or a new bridge or a new tunnel virtually and making very early decisions, which ultimately has a positive impact downstream. So the earlier you can make a decision, okay, the less expensive it is to change it, right? So if you can change it in a virtual world on your computer versus changing it in the field, you know, the difference in cost is, like I said, you know, a, a very large, it's, it's a huge multiplier, right? Absolutely. There is a lot of technology and there's a lot of data capture that DOTs are utilizing right now to make sure that we have the most accurate representation of potential risk for crashes or what these intersections might look like. And I wanted to ask one final question, Theo, because we've, we've run out of time. And I wanted to ask one question I ask every guest on this podcast. And I think it is, uh, it is that multi-million dollar question that everybody wants to know. And I'm curious, from your perspective, what could the future look like for road safety and infrastructure with zero transportation fatalities as our goal and new technology like AR, VR coming into the scope of infrastructure design and roadway safety? What needs to happen going forward? It's a, you know, it's a great, it's a really great question, right? So um, I think there's multiple things that need to happen. I personally don't believe we have a technology problem. I, I personally believe the technology that's available today and it'll, you know, the technology will continue to evolve. Um, I think what we have primarily is uh, a challenge around policy, you know, on how we actually utilize that technology and how we share information, right? And I think the more, as we move to a world where data is more secure, you know, and we trust that the data is safe uh, and we begin to open up that data, then I think we can start to leverage a lot of these technologies that we're talking about to ultimately end end up with the um, you know the end goal that you said, which was zero fatalities, right? So, so I think what's the biggest barrier, in my opinion, that we have to overcome is really data security, um, you know, and and um, uh, and uh, data compliance, right? Because I think if we can if we can get over that hump and we can start to freely share you know, information between one DOT and another, you know, the data between a DOT and a county and a city, you know, DOT, you know data between private constituents and the, and, uh, and the government. You know, once we get to that point where that data is freely available between the commercial world, between the public world, then I think all of a sudden you have such a rich data pool, then you can overlay that with the types of technologies we're talking about that is, in my opinion, the game changer. So that's when AI and machine learning, you know, becomes, you know, extremely valuable and effective um, in enabling us to achieve the goal of zero fatalities. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. And I'm really glad that you brought that up. I think that the constantly evolving technology that we see combined also with the technology that we have right now, I mean, we see DOTs are utilizing the technology like AI, VR, AR, and even in the construction realm when it comes to building and architecture, you know, I think this technology, like, like we had talked throughout this podcast, will help us to build better and build safer before we even step foot on the ground to actually build that infrastructure piece and, and make a change and, and create a system of transportation that is safe for all road users, ultimately reaching the zero transportation fatality goal. Theo, I wanted to thank you first off so much for taking the time to talk with me today, providing your insights into VR, AR, and roadway design and infrastructure. You know, you provided such an exciting look to the future and of roadway safety and technology that I, I think not always is, is addressed. And so I was very excited to have the opportunity to talk to you about 
this technology that's going to move our country, move our transportation community into a world that is safer and has better planning through this great technology. And so I honestly couldn't think of a better guest to be on the Road Safety at Rush Hour podcast with me today than yourself. So thank you so much for taking the time being here. No, uh, thank you so much, you know, and uh, yeah, and if anyone wants more information, they can simply go to our website at autodesk.com. But yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So on behalf of the Roadway Safety Foundation, I would like to thank everyone for tuning in to this episode of our podcast series, Road Safety at Rush Hour. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to hear more, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Roadway Safety Foundation and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. As always, this is Brian Delaney signing off, wishing you safe travels all day and every day. Thank <laughs> you.